This week on Sidetracked, we get three guests in one, Pooler Sled Operator and Supplier. Chad Mayhill from CM Pooling Tires chats with us. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Push. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. And we're back yet another episode of Sidetracked in a cold, wintry, blistery. What are we taught? What am I joking about? Frost halls came on. We're in mud season in Michigan. Yeah, everything is soaked. I know I have to have permits to go to work every day, and just belly's not gotten small over the winter. <laughs> <laughs> if that did come up over the mic, I really can't explain what bar we're recording from tonight, but uh, yeah. There was a little trouble with the ping pong tournament. <laughs> That'd be fun. Go to the Pink Elephant one night. We could do it on a weeknight because there's like nobody there. Right. They wouldn't care. And just, that'd be a summer one. Go out on the back patio. And before anybody asks, no, the Pink Elephant is not a gay bar. It is probably one of the coolest down home, no, hole not even wall. hole in the wall bars out there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like a crack in the wall. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's great. So we should, we, I think this summer we definitely have to find it. Wait, when do we have time during the summer? I, I was going to say, this is, yeah. sounds more like a winter project to me. Yeah, we could put our part... Actually, this pa- if we would have recorded like two days ago, we could have done it outside at the bar. Gr- granted, <laughs> it was so foggy, we wouldn't be able to see each other, but that's Man. a whole other issue. You'll have that on the big jobs. Everybody take a drink. <laughs> we don't need to see each other. No, no. Probably be a better show if we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh... So my name's Armstead. My name is Post. My name is Meyer. Cool. We got the three of us. No studio guests this week again. Uh, what? Well, we do have the ping pong tournament. We do have the ping pong tournament. We will bring you up-to-date results on who's in the lead on that one. Probably never. <laughs> I was going to say, there's actually no question. It, it Those end the same every time. <laughs> Been to this tournament before, huh? I have, yes. There is a definitive reigning champ. Ooh. So much for the incumbent. <laughs> Gonna stay silent, because uh, I had all kinds of comments teed up for that. <laughs> Keep it clean, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, you know, we do have a little bit of news for this week. Breaking news, Justin. We don't care about your opinions about the National Light Limited Superstock Tour rules because, well, half you guys complaining don't even have a tractor in the class. Says the one guy at the table who does and helped draft them. <laughs> yeah, go figure on that. And you know what? I do have to call something out right here because there was 10 to 12 of us heavily involved with the rules. Some people coming later on in as we were doing our discussions and that. 
And everything was hosted right here out of Life Media Studios. Thanks again for Nick for helping us with that. I know those were some very, very interesting conversations we did oh, that, that That was hands down the most exciting thing I've ever slept through. <laughs> you Riveting. Know, Oh, it was the driest of dry. It was nowhere entertaining. It was 9 a.m. I'm out here cracking beers going, I need something in my life right now. Cause I, I was, like cr- I was cracking beers just to, you know, <laughs> stay sane. Well, well. well <laughs> you know, but save me that short trip too crazy. But to everybody out there saying, you know what, these rules were drafted up to help so-and-so's tractor, just the people's involved in the rules. Obviously, you've never sat down and have been involved in a club startup or rules amendments or completely new sets of rules for classes because the people who are willing to put the time and effort in drawing up the rules aren't dumb enough to tailor the rules just for their own pulling vehicle. Charles, you've been involved with it multiple times along with me. Yeah, and and the guy kind of sitting at the center pivot of the whole thing, I've seen him in action drafting a set of rules for a class locally, the 10th Farm. He actually doesn't even... He just steers the conversation, but he doesn't actually put his own thoughts into it. He's kind of more like a moderator, really. And, you know, they were saying, well, the five guys involved, you look at the back page, there was 10 to 12 of us yeah. spanning and, the nation. And invites were out. And we contacted a lot of polling organizations just said, hey, get a, get us a copy of the rules when we're done. We'll look, when you're done, we'll look over them. Yeah. With that many people involved in the drafting of the rules, it very, very quickly minimizes the, well, I'm building this to my tractor mentality out of people because you have a natural checks and balances involved. And it sounds like somebody's really losing in ping pong again. Sounds like it. Oh, boy. Or someone's gloating loudly, one of the two. <laughs> well, this is sponsored by the Second Baptist Fire and Grill, so. That Captain Kangaroo's got a wicked overhead surf. <laughs> So, you know, to the people out there saying, everybody, this was tailored to the rules, no. What we did was try to incorporate rules to bring in as many tractors as we can. Yes, there are people out there who are going to tra- have to change rules. And people are going, well, the diesel, the 470 diesel rules, the 3.4 turbo doesn't make sense. Well, unfortunately, we do have to make some sort of allowance on them to try to bring them up in horsepower numbers compared to the alcohol guys, Charles. We've seen we saw this in the days of open super super stock before it was open super stock. It was just super stock. The diesels got left behind. Yeah, I yep. mean now they're regaining ground. We've seen lock and loads pass this past year down in Bowling Green. Um, who was the John Deere two years ago? Now made a wicked evil pass. John Deere diesel, you know, and was right in the mix. With everybody else in the alcohol class. Yeah. But, was that John Raymond, Smoking Mirrors, I think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it took, what, 20 years it's been to get on long, par? Been a long time. We're talking late 90s alcohol burst onto the scene like none other again. You know, it always was there in the background, but they found stupid horsepower out of it. So we're trying to compensate so we don't have that alcohol, diesel, light limited class. And you know what? I'm done talking about it because otherwise I'm going to go on a full blown rant. <laughs> it's early in the show. Ah, 
Screw it. Pull your head out of your ass and stop thinking about yourself because I am tired of hearing the whining. It's easy to go online and be a keyboard warrior, but you know what? Step up. If you can come up with a set of better rules, sit down and do it. All you have to do is write them down, post them online like Ed Schubert did for this rules. And you know what? Watch everybody else tear you apart because you are not an expert on everything. Nobody in this group has ever claimed to be an expert on baking rules. I kind of liked it. It was going along with the rant. (laughs) Apparently, the uh, support website for our soundboard program plays music when you open it. Really? That's That's what I just learned. Yes. That's awesome. I'm not really sure why the support website needs to play music, but it does. Well, it is an audio website. It it is. It is. And it sounded pretty clean. It was a nice cut. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. So, and of course, <laughs> let's just keep with stereotypes and have it be techno. <laughs> Do I need to bring it back up? <laughs> no, no, you don't. So, there's enough of my rant. So, that's all I got for the news. Uh, I guess I gotta fire up my phone, but do we want to hit that other thing first, yeah, Charles? Do that quickly. Why don't you tee off that one? Yeah, the one obituary to highlight this week. Uh, my thoughts and prayers are with the uh, Roberts family. Um, Doug Roberts, who is um, CEO, Supreme Overlord, whatever you want to call him, over the Outlaws, uh, lost his father here a couple days ago. Um, pretty sounds like it was a pretty sudden thing and a little bit of a surprise. And I know they're hurting pretty good, so. Uh, thoughts and prayers go out to the Roberts family. Absolutely. You know, great series out there. And, uh, yeah, definitely hard to hear a loss yeah. uh, for anybody out there. But, you know, we haven't spewed off on this in a long time. If you have anybody involved in the sport of truck and tractor pulling that you've lost that is near and dear to you, please get a hold of us, AP at SidetrackPulling.com. Um, Sidetracked on Facebook. Shoot us a message. We are more than willing to listen to a full life story about somebody because you know what? Everybody deserves their 15 minutes of fame out there in the sport, whether they're a garden tractor puller or a full-blown NTPA, you know, president or outlaw yeah. president. You know, everybody deserves their time out there, and we want to do that. That's why we started this segment Yep, was to highlight the little people out there and the big people out there in the sport, and there are loss of them being involved. So with that... Uh, We're all one family, so we want to celebrate those lives, you know? So let's see. Next stop here, I got to close out the message board from PRN because, hell yeah, we hijacked uh, Dave Fultz's show tonight, which you're listening to this tomorrow, so it'll be yesterday. So, yeah, you can put that drop in. <laughs> People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Very true. Anyway. Especially considering what we were talking about before we started doing the show, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Myers going, do you guys just like making more work for me for no reason or what? <laughs> more or less. <laughs> oh, so birthdays today. Charles, why don't you leave it off? Okay, so let's get through the week here quickly. Uh, happy birthday to Mike Kastner, Kyle Foose, Todd Humpert. David Ayer, Lisa Coughlin, Tim Gibbons, Jason Brammer, uh, Dan Mayer from New York is this week, Lee Peets, uh, Kyle Broll. What is a whole bunch of them, aren't there? I, Craig, I saw that, yeah. Craig Boyd, Brian Connor, Dan Patterson, 
Jeff Brobick, and that would that stops us uh, for me anyway. Yeah, I got Jeff on here and realize that. Yeah, I saw the one already for next week. Boy, he's getting so old so quick. <laughs> but uh, I also got Pete Shibby. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your Polish last name because it's absolutely brutal to try. <laughs> Let's see who else I got on here. Robert Paith. Bill Wisner. Jeff Cook. I'm guessing it's you, Jeff. I don't know. It could be Lori. It's one of them shared accounts, you know, that goes. Uh, Brett Clark, good buddy of mine. Ryan Dankenbring. I guess I could bring up uh, Mr. Brian Connor again because Connor Fuel Systems are a sponsor of Pulling Radio Network. So thank you, Brian, for that and uh, the long legacy of Bad Medicine now being uh, turned onto the new scene. Uh, run quite a few uh, late super stocks uh, running the Connor Fuel System. So get a hold of him if you are looking for alcohol injection. The guy might have done one or two in his life. Oh, that kind of alcohol injection. We've got, if they need any other help with alcohol injection, they can contact us because the Lord knows we're professionals. You drank a lot. I do. He's gone dry. I'm getting concerned. Says while we're doing a dry show. True. God, we need that Anheuser-Busch sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need a kegerator in here soon. (laughs) That'll be in the new studio. <laughs> yes. So with that, we're going to take a break here. And uh, this is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back on Sidetracked on the Pulling Radio Network. Joining us now is our guest for this evening from Reynolds, Indiana, Mr. Chad Mayhill, the proprietor at CM Pulling Tires and a man of many hats. Chad, good evening, sir. Good evening, Thanks for coming on the show with us this week. And uh, how's the weather down uh, where you're at? Uh, it's been really nice. We had uh, some 60-degree weather over the weekend for the indoor Cloverdale Pole, and it's still in the 40s. We're one day closer to spring, I guess. So, Yeah, yeah, mud season's definitely in full effect already, which is a little different for us up here. Normally we're, we're knee-deep in snow minimum, so. Yeah, it's been kind of a kind of a goofy winter so far but uh well it's still january anything can happen yeah came came early left early and god knows what it's going to do in the tail end here (laughs) i'm expecting the worst so how was your weekend at cloverdale i think you guys were set up uh with with a booth as well and uh i know you were busy with a lot of stuff going on down there uh we didn't actually do a booth down there we'd done um one at gordyville there a couple weeks back um we'd hauled about Oh, about 10 or 15 pairs of tires down there um, that we distributed out, kind of helped save on freight and that kind of stuff. So, But uh, we did end up hitting all all sessions of the pole and uh, had a really good show. Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, something, you, you mentioned the Gordyville show, and um, really the only talk I heard of this came from your Facebook page for the business, 
was those Goodyear tires that you guys cut, um, you're doing them in an 18.4 and a 20.8. I really am curious about that and how that came about. Um, it's it's tied through uh, Lincoln Andrews from Traction Unlimited out in um, Neoga, Illinois. He's kind of heading it up um, with Goodyear itself, and he he elected to put uh, myself and uh, Mark Kors at K3 Tire in on the on the cutting, and uh, being one of his dealers, um, and they're, they're wanting to do um, touch in, in other sizes other than the 18.4s and the the 20.8s. Um, they've They've got a really good rubber compound in them, and um, you know it's it, it's relaxing to actually cut them compared to a regular, you know, Firestone Ag tire. The the rubber compounds that we find in them are typically not that great, um, you know, to work with. Yeah, that's well, that's going to lead us to something I want to ask you about in a in a, in a minute or two. But um, the pro the original mold profile on those Goodyears is a little bit different from what's on the firestones are you is it a true 23 degree or is it a little bit it looks like it's a little bit more than that yeah it's a little bit more um actually when the bars are laid on the tire itself um you know if i have like the cutter head set at 23 degree to to get rid of the old lug before we start placing them on there there's a point where i'm actually cutting two lugs at once um just because of the the lug that's on there um it's a 30 lug count tire per side before we start on it and uh, it's kind of got some squiggly bars and um, I'll be honest the first one I'd done I thought I'd I'd messed up and you know went back and laid everything out on the tire I'm like oh I'm, I'm good so it's uh, <laughs> a little bit different uh, approach it takes to to do them so beyond that you know with the, the setup you guys have I'm not you know I've seen seen video and, and pictures before of the tire machines that you have but I've never actually witnessed them in, in person that the angler design machine I'm, I'm familiar much more with the banter design machine um, we've seen seen those in action around here uh, various people having them how much adjustability and how much automation is in that design um the the banner machine is more of a um I'm going to call it a hogger. You can really take some material off with it. I have not spent the time like Lincoln Andrews has. He can he can run that banner machine um, very well, and when it's all said and done, he could about take it out of the out of the machine and put it on the track. I mean, he's that good at laying everything back in with it. Um, I had bought a banner machine. Oh, it's probably been ten years ago now from. Um, Larry Richwine, and he was doing some mini rod stuff for us at that time, and he wanted to get out of it, and we just used it mainly to knock the lugs down. We never really used it to put anything back on. To where the the Engler machine is, it's about CNC as it can get. Besides, you know, not having a computer to drive it, but it's um, a hydraulic hydraulically driven machine that's got um, it's got a flow control valve that you can rotate the cutter head, you know, and cut the pitch. You know, on placing the lug back in, and does a really nice job on that. Um, it's it's not quite as speedy, I guess, as getting the lugs off, but at the end product, you've got a lot nicer product. So, got a lot more consistency with it. Does it know? Um, it does. Does it know lug counts on a, on a tire, or is that still something that's got to be manually managed? That's still something that's got to be uh, manually set up on them. Um, and the way we, we do is we pick one reference point um, to line up, you know, a center bolt and a cutter blade, um, you know, with the center of the lug or however that works. So, 
Fair enough. Um, have you had the chance yet to, to experiment with or play with any of the, the blank canvas Mitas tires yet? Uh, we've done about four or five sets of them. Um, we've done a, a couple sets for Jeff Hurt. Uh, Wayne Bunnage has got a set. Brian Tramick has got a set. And um, Burge had ended up running the set that we'd done for Wayne Bunnage at, at the uh, – Cloverdale pole a year ago and actually won with them on the first night and um you know they've they've got some potential um they've we need to get back to the basics with it um we've got people are trying a lot of stuff because they're you know fighting an engine issue or or something to that effect but i think the the tires got potential yeah, I was, I was curious how wild you know people are getting with them. The ones that I've seen so far, to me, looks like um, twenty. They look like they're a twenty-three degree tire with probably a higher lug count than a Polar Two Thousand. And I can't think that Firestone and some of these other manufacturers arrived at the twenty-three degree angle by accident. I, I mean, I'm sure some research went into to getting to that point. But is anybody get, quote unquote getting stupid with them yet? Uh, we have not everything that we've done just to kind of have a good reference off of. We have we have stuck with that 23, and and kind of our philosophy is, you know, Firestone, like you say, is um, you know, it come up with this product and has put 40 years of technology into it to to come up with it. It's not something that they just picked overnight, you know. And um, you know, they've they've got a really good product also, and and a lot of pride goes into their tires, so. Now, on the other side of the equation, um, and I actually forgive me for not knowing this in advance because I don't think that they are, but you, know, you I'm mentioned. I'm amazed you don't. Yeah, right. Uh, you mentioned, you know, rubber quality issues, and, and certainly you're not, you know, CM Pulling Tire and any of the tire cutters really aren't responsible for this problem, but uh, there, was a, there was some trouble with tires in the mini rock class this past summer where, you know, after a run or two, it seemed like we were getting, they were getting rubber separation issues and, and they were just junk. Um, I know you're probably pretty close to the flame on something like that. What did what were you seeing, and, and what did you uh, what have you uncovered with that? Um, up until you know the last last years when we really kind of started messing with it again um, years ago, and when we had bought out a pre existing business, JNL Polar Tires, um, they were hardening some mini rod tires at that time, which is more or less just taking the oils out with heat. And, um, you know, everybody got away from heat treating of the tires, mainly for the, they, they thought that they didn't work quite as well. <clears throat> in my honest opinion, what was going on right in that duration of, you know, 12, 14 years ago, they had, they had went from a four ply to a six ply sidewall. And, you know, there's, there's a pound or two of air pressure adjustment that needs to be made there. And then the tire being hardened, you know, it makes it, you know, a little stiffer right off the go. And um, what we were seeing is people would go out and, you know, run their average pressure of where it was. And, uh, you know, they were really tearing up tires. And um, when it, it come down to it, we just quit doing it for a long time. And then here in the last couple of years, I had a couple of guys that was trying to do it again. But um, they would never give me any good feedback of, you know, was it better? Did it help? Did it hurt? You know, and, um, you know, they were kind of keeping it to themselves. But um, this year, it's one thing that we started doing quite a bit more. And um, I know, like Larry Coaster and Adam, they had put a pair on that, you know, hadn't even tore a lug up on them yet. And they had the sidewall, you know, start separating itself. Um, that 
in a place that I've never seen it do it before, and I would say it's got something to do with the heat treat, um, you know, as far as that went. So, it seems is it something where is there is there a huge difference between the mini tires and what the guys run in two wheel drives because we aren't seeing these issues on a two wheel drive truck. I um, they're the same exact tire, just four more plies. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the, the wheel speed and the, yeah, you know, these mini that. rods are running, you know, a pound and a half, two pounds of air pressure to where, you know, a two-wheeler's up there, you know, around the 20 mark. So um, I think they're just, they're running a pretty fast gear, you know, and they're pretty brutal on the tire. So I think that's more of it than any of it. Yeah, I was going to so, ask you if, it, if the tire speed was kind of up at a point where the centrifugal force was just exceeding what the tire was designed to even hold together for. Yeah, and we've had some situations with uh, a couple minis that have, um, it's the big mods do it quite often. They get in a one wheel um, point and, you know, they grow the tire. And I think the minis have gotten to that point too, to where um, we had, oh, it's been a couple of years ago at Hillsborough, Wisconsin, Rick Peters had, had ballooned the one tire on the starting line. And literally um, before he got to the end of the track, he ripped all the lugs off and his fender off. So um, this one in type deals that, um, you know, the, the track wasn't quite as forgiving to his drive style at that point. That makes sense. And uh, to take the take the conversation, I guess, in a little bit uh, different direction, if you'll allow, uh, talk a little bit about driving style. You, you're back in the seat here this past summer now uh, as a hired gun for Petro Motorsports. Yeah, we, um, Jesse and I have been really good friends for a long time. Um, pulled together back on the region in, in 07 there and uh, he's been a customer since about the time we started him and Randy and, you know, really enjoyed being around them guys. And this spring, uh, I got a phone call and says, Hey, what are you doing Memorial day weekend? And I said, well, I'd actually thought about riding out to Benson, North Carolina to watch. And he said, Oh, and I'm like, well, what's up? And he said, well, I'd like for you to go to Saluda and take two time in and the hauler down there and run it for me. And I'm like, at first I'm just in awe that, uh, you know, he's just yanking my chain, and, and before it was all said and done, we'd uh, bought a membership and a fire suit, and, and we got back in the truck. <laughs> home, so. Good to have good friends in the right places. Yep. No, that's yep, pretty cool. It's been a, been a great opportunity, that's for sure. Are we going to see you uh, some more for 2017 doing some of that? Yeah, we'll be um, here in about three weeks. We run on Friday night at the National Farm Machinery Show. And then um, we're going to run the, the Champions Tour again. We got in on the Tow Pro with it and uh, going to campaign two time and again. So, Good deal. Good deal. Um, another thing that you have done in, in your past, uh, you've been a sled operator. Um, I believe, I forget who it was with now, uh, yellow and black sled, right? Yes, uh, Lowry Sled. Right Lowry, right yeah, here I was going to say Lowry Brothers. Yeah, name was escaping me, brain fade been one of those weeks but anyhow um just one of them weeks yeah yeah just, yeah not just this one <laughs> right but uh, you know what's what's it like to be on both sides of the hitch you know you've, you you can really see some things does it translate one one way or both ways do you learn things from from that um to a certain degree you um you know every sled pulls a little bit different um take for instance the sled that i ran it was um it didn't like two-wheel drives, but it liked about every other class. And, and we tried messing with it and trying to get it a little better. And, and every time we do it, we'd pull farther away in the, the class that was really superior in. 
and um, you know it's watching the track um, it really helped tremendously in that on how the the sled reacts on the, the softness of dirts to how much piling in front of the pan and that so in 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 another essence um, we ran a lot of PPL stuff with the sled and and we went to all but two venues that I went to last year we had been there with the sled or, or pulled there at one time or another which you know kind of really helped on you know placement today on how we you know how we done at them events just knowing what it typically the tracks like and does so yeah that makes sense um as a sled operator and what you've seen you know the horsepower just keeps going up you guys are finding new things w- with tires to get the power into the ground things like that but it's still only eighty thousand pounds to take one of these sleds up and down the road what do you do you think about do you have a, a crystal ball that says you know five years down the road sleds are going to have to evolve to this in order to be able to still be transportable and yet stop what they need to stop um in a way i mean if you go to like most um you know super national events you know um vaughn bauer and them they've usually always got you know one to three sleds so um typically the sleds had about 15 pockets they could put weight so legally running down the road you were you could carry about 10 to 11 so you know you just pull four weights off another sled um that was at the at the location so that kind of helps in that asset or essence but um you know it i think what we'll find in time is um you know everybody wants to go faster and wants to be smoother and if they run into a part where they can't catch them you know speed's the killer on that if you you let them go too fast and too long you're you know typically not going to catch them so um when i ran a sled i always had a mile per hour in my head uh, you know if we was running 10 pro stocks if you got you know 32 33 mile an hour in in all reality you're going to be 320 to 330 so every mile an hour you're over um you know it's probably going to be another 10 foot on the track so the the biggest ticket's just to hold the hold the speed back in a way to you know hold the footage back so and it kind of sounds like, at least with NTPA for this summer, there's going to be a lot more of holding them back because of the pull-off rules back. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I kind of look, we talked about that a little bit over the weekend and kind of look for that to, you know, I would say there'll be circumstances where that would get, uh, you know, we're not going to worry about that tonight. I, I mean, I've just got a gut feeling on that. Um, it's either that or they're going to cut the shows back and not not put on a good show. And if you do that, then you're, you're losing your crowd so and you know the crowd's the name of the game so actually and that's that's an interesting point because i can i see both sides of the equation the casual fan does like the speed speed aspect of it but there's enough hardcore fans out there who sit there and say this isn't the pulling that i grew up with um you know know, i'm not going to make you make you prognosticate too far on this because i've got my own opinion certainly but you know I don't know. Maybe the slower, heavier pulling reinvigorates the the base that was there before. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is or, or what's right, but um, it's one of those. Yeah. I, I I know it when I see it. And I'm not going to tell you beforehand kind of things, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing that we've outgrown. I mean, you know, we outgrown the big single cut days with a big big lug tire that you know piled a mountain of dirt to where we're you know the tires today. The mini rods are running, you know real close to about an eighth inch lug and just crank them hard and no air pressure and they're getting down the track so 
Yeah, I had it described to me one time years ago by a, a modified puller from up here in Michigan. He said, you know, it's not, it, it's friction. We're getting down the track on friction. That's that's the word he used, and I was really impressed with that. Yep. Good, good way of describing it. Um, when they first started going to that single cut, it's my understanding the first guy to really do that was, was Bob Dabrowski up in New England. And, um, you know, I think he was a tired dealer, um, you know, with you being in the in the industry a little bit, you know, how much do you know of that story of him arriving at that that design? Uh, not a whole lot, to be honest. No, that's fair. That's um, fair. Some people, Charles, aren't completely obsessed with this stuff like you. I mean, well, did, did you hear this guy's resume? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chad's right there. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good reason. He makes money doing it. Oh, you do it just because. Well, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing wrong. New kids on the block have gone off tour for a while. I mean, so that's about <laughs> all you got left now. <laughs> oh, boy. I suppose I deserve that shot. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> now, now, now that my train of thought's completely <laughs> derailed, which is normal for this show. It's called sidetracked for a reason. Yeah. Uh, what's what's new for you uh, this summer other than the driving part? Uh, CM Pulling Tires got anything new up their sleeve that uh, you're going to be wheeling out to wheeling out to folks there? Uh, you know, the, the 20.8 um, and 18.4, I think we're going to be, you know, I think that's going to be a good asset to it. Um, right now with the way our, our um, farming commodity prices are, I think we're in, we're in a little trouble. I think, um, you know, the people ain't spending... Um, what they were when we had seven dollar corn, which you know that uh, we still got the work. It's just they're tightening up and not not buying new all the time. So um, you know the pro polar's coming down the line. Um, I know Limpkes have had uh, rain them over the weekend this past weekend in Gordyville. Um, you know, and they've they've got some they've got some really good valid uh, points that uh, should hopefully make them better. So. Um, which we was involved with with Bob Parks when he was, you know, um, trying to get everything to to run right. and get going. So, um, you know, so we got a little bit of feedback and got an idea of what's going on a little bit there. So, but uh, yeah, we're just keep on uh, keep on doing what we're doing and and uh, try to produce winners. So well, things seem to be going well. You guys uh, definitely have a get to have an honor roll. Seems like anytime there's a big show of all the all the iron that's been out there on on your rubber so uh what's the best way for folks to to get a hold of you for whether it's just for service to to get a sharpening please job yeah because i need to get some or new tires five thirty two yeah. cut soon yeah you got a customer sitting <laughs> yeah. here at the end of this table yeah um you know we've got a we've got a website and i haven't got it switched over we was formerly hoosierpullingtires.com and and we're still running under that address. Um, my webmaster was waiting for it to run out before we switched it to uh, to CM. So um, we've got that. We've got a Facebook page, and then the best way. And I've got my phone on me um, about twenty four seven. My wife gets upset at me when we're out to dinner, and my phone rings. Yeah, we her, know but, the uh, feeling. <laughs> you know, the way I look at it with her is uh, that could be our next uh, our next sale. So you can't uh, can't hold back. So. Honey, yep. that could be that new kitchen you've barely been wanting for the past two, three years. <laughs> oh, <Yep>, exactly. <laughs> now you did it. Now we got him. He's, he's not going to be able to do any, have any fun this summer because he's going to have to redo the kitchen. 
Wait, she's uh, that, gonna listen to the show. Huh? That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I used to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Well, we're down now to the, the part that uh, Drew mentioned to you. Absolutely. My favorite part. We've had, you know, a lot of people on the show in the past year, you know, and uh, I'm kind of ashamed we didn't start right off to get with this, but like any ideas we've had with the show, it's evolved. And it boils down to our last question we ask everybody. Who are your heroes and legends in the sport? Who have sort of sculpted and craft their uh crafted you in uh where you're at with the sport just from their influence and uh i'd love to hear something you know something good on this one because lord knows you've covered a lot of aspects in the sport so i have a feeling there's going to be quite a few names yeah um you know the one that i remember running as a kid um you know at the purdue pole and stuff like that cause we're only about oh, 25 miles from purdue campus um, you know, was the, the Banner Brothers, and you know they're only about 80 miles from us, and and get to see Ralph, and uh, hadn't seen Dave in a couple of years, but get to see Ralph usually about once a year, and you know, um, it was always, I've always been a spark plug guy and alcohol fuel. I mean, I've, I've nothing against diesels. I've just been more intrigued with making a, a V8 run, I guess to say, and you know that the Banner Brothers, and um, you know they were when I was seven, eight years old, they were, you know, about to start hanging it up, but uh, still are involved good today with, um, you know, the corporals and modern machine. Um, you know, another one, which he was out of it um, about the time that I really started getting into pulling there in the late 80s was um, Tim Engler, and, you know, um, we went to his place um, with the Lowry Brothers back in, you know, mid-90s, and, and Tim, he walked into a shop, and, you know, he he'd spent hours explaining what he's done and, you know, what he's working on now. And, you know, that just, that always intrigued me on, you know, just a, a small, small shop that he had and, you know, made something really good out of it. So, um, and I guess an, another one that, um, uh, right here in our hometown, I mean, um, Roger and Ray Lowry, uh, you know, ran a sled with him for eight years, uh, pulled with him, actually worked for him for, off and on for about uh, a little over 20 years you know i was 11 years old pushing a broom around their store and and you know that if it wasn't for them people i probably wouldn't be where i'm at today and always give me the gumption to you know to work hard and and figure out a way to make everything happen so it's it's always a pleasure to get somebody like you know an old-time polar ld nations or gardner stone or somebody like that to call and, and order tires from you and it's like you know he was pulling before i was even alive so that's that's an honor in, in my eyes, I guess. Well, we're we're right there with you. I mean, with what we started, you know, a year ago with the podcast, we were just a couple of guys who loved pulling and loved talking about it. And we go, well, let's see if anybody wants to listen to this crap. And lo and behold, yeah. we got about four people now. It's pretty amazing, <laughs> you know, listenership. But we do pay them. And rather. only three of them are paid. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank God for Grandma off of the corner listening still. But can't don't think she can hear it. But, you know, we've gotten the same way. You know, we've had Bibbs Giberson on, you know, Ken Venny, Brian Connor, um, <laughs> John Blake's, as we've had, you know, a lot of big names on. And it's, you know, like you say, it was the people that you grew up watching the people that, you know, were big names that now, you know, you're a little more intimate with them involved in the sport, you know. You're not just a kid on the sidelines 
hanging on the chain link fence or up against the guardrail watching a pass, knowing how they know yep. your name and <laughs> actually want to talk to you. Go, go figure. Yep. Yep, for sure. One of those things. So with that, did uh, did we miss anything, Chad, that we should have covered? Um, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think we covered everything. And we will have a link on our Facebook for uh, Chad's uh, Facebook page. So if you need to yep. get tires cut, I know I'm going to need to talk to him because uh, um, tires aren't getting any duller or sharper, yeah. any shorter or sharper sitting in the corner. So we'll get the we'll get the links on Facebook to to get you two CM pulling tires, and uh, they're heck, they're one of the best in the business. There's no doubt about that. Uh, so we'll we'll steer some business your way, Chad. All right, yeah, I appreciate it. So, Chad, stay on line, and we're going to go to break here. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwman and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper? Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are an obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. And we're back on Sidetrack on the Pulling Radio Network. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. These 12-hour days are getting old. And pulling is not getting any more exciting right now. Stop whining. I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. Hey, 12-hour days, seven days a week. They're a lot of fun. Preaching to the choir, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no social life whatsoever. That's even better. Not that I had one to begin with, but I had glimmers of one at one point in time. What's a social life? Those people you talk to at work, I don't even have that. I know my friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent all day yesterday in a house at Gross Point by myself. Like, there was no one else even in the building. So I don't want to hear it. Good, good thing you know all about security systems. Otherwise, that could have been rather awkward. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for it. It's a house they haven't moved into yet. You know, and I'm there at the, you know, truck backed up to the door. <laughs> this empty house. Occasionally you run out and just throw something into the back of it just to arouse suspicions. <laughs> yeah. You're making constant trips in and out from the truck, you know. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm just waiting for the cops to show up. It's down at Gross Point Show. So, you know, nice ritzy neighborhood. Yeah. For those of you who aren't from Michigan and don't know the Gross Point communities. You can get a great tour guide. Just watch the movie Gross Point Blank. You'll see the whole thing. That or actually, if you've seen Gran Torino, the final uh, the final scene where yeah. uh, he's cruising the Torino up uh, Jefferson Boulevard on Lake St. Clair. Up Lakeshore, yeah. That's, Lakeshore uh, Drive. That's... I know you've been down it. Yep, I've, I've, me and you have spent many a phone conversation while I was driving up and down that stretch of road. I've done it. Actually, you know what? We got Autorama coming up here end of February. I know yeah. I'm going to be down there. I'm sure you're going to probably I'm planning to go. And then we've got the Motor City Motorsports Expo in March. 
I did not know about yeah, that's yeah. a new one, isn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to that one because that one should bring a little bit better mix than Autorama. Don't get me wrong, Autorama is simply amazing. Everybody hears about the North American Auto Show. And yeah, it's cool. It's all the major manufacturers debuting their new model lines and all that. But it's nothing you can't see on the dealership other than the right. few prototype things out there. It's not that cool. And it's now, very rare to see a really kick-ass prototype anymore. And it seems like when they do show one that's awesome, it's at Pebble Beach, not at the Detroit show. Yeah, it's really declined. Um, but you take the same exact venue. You take out all the fancy multi-million dollar temporary setups they put in there to display their cars. And you bring in the biggest names in custom motorsports. Yeah. Um trying to think uh who it is jack uh from mother's mo uh wax can't think of his last name offhand i met him down there real i'll tell you what down to earth guy really 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 cool guy um uh barris has been there um walked around chip foos is looking at the same car as me walking around boyd cotting boyd has been there when he was alive yeah, I mean, you're talking the biggest names, the biggest names yeah. in custom cars, and they are magnificent showpieces in there. And it is wall-to-wall. For those of you who are down at PRI, it's about the same area, you know, that's utilized to do this. And it's cool. Yeah. But then you go down a level. Yep, and go down and where the rat rods are. that's where it counts. And the party is. The party's there. Bands. The rat rods, the old customs, the gassers, the old, yeah. all the old drag cars. You know, that's where the Joe Blow customs yep. are. I mean, I know people who've been down there with their vehicles and that. You know, upstairs in there, and beautiful pieces, don't get me wrong. But downstairs is yeah. where it is at. That's where the guys that you're going to bump into at the local car show are showing their stuff off because it's stuff they don't care if it gets dinged, if it gets right. touched on. You and know, the, you're walking right up next to them upstairs, they're roped off. And, well, there's, yeah, the Riddler cars are million dollar builds plus. Yeah. But the, yeah, actually, the coolest car last time I was there, probably two, three years ago now with you, um, was downstairs. I think it was a 50, early 50s Oldsmobile that had yeah. been rat rotted as a derby car. Yep. Yeah, the dual snow tires in the back and the collectors through the hood. And that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. You know, that was the last time I think I was down there. Um, that would have been two years ago. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because it's been, I missed last year. That was the first year I missed in about five, six years. And uh, Autorama is simply amazing. They do take place in different places around the country. Um, but this is the only one that's got the Riddler contest. This is, the only, this is the big one. This is yeah. the original Autorama yeah. where everything matters. That Riddler award gets passed out, you know, and uh, some beautiful pieces. I know I'm looking forward to that. Hell, what was it? The last time we were down there, they had UDLX on display. Yes, they did. You know, so it's still got to see a bit of tractors. And honestly, that would be something really cool to do, especially in the winter when the tractors are down. It doesn't need a motor in it. No. Just haul the chassis out there. If you got the motor and it popped the hood, you know, we can line them up for our mods, two-wheel drives, four-wheel drives, everything, and just display the true arts and craftsmanship that goes into building a vehicle that is laying down 1,500, 2,000, 3,000, yeah. 10,000 horsepower in the case of an unlimited mod, you know, and showcase that. Because these cars, yeah, they're beautiful. Most of them can go down the road. Yeah. But... 
that's what they're made to be. A lot of them be trailer queens. They will be. Whereas you get into the sport of polling, you ain't making one just to be a trailer queen. You're using that thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we need to do with our own uh, PRI for polling is do a, we're on to something here. Might be. We're on to something. So that, and then, like you said, the Motorsports Mayhem, that's brand new coming out this year. I know we've seen a lot of hype. They're talking more more motorcycles, things like that, which sounds like it's going to be more of what's downstairs of Autorama, plus the f- real classic cars, the restorations, the like yeah. true customs, all mixed into one. So that's out what Novi Expo Center, if I remember right. Yes, the suburban showplace. Novi Expo Center, call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I still think of Novi Expo Center as the old one. <laughs> true, true. So, uh, lots of cool motorsports coming up, and I think you're going to see a couple red lines come out of it. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to have Meyer get us a mobile rig to do some uh, recording, and maybe, actually, maybe we'll just take a, even just a video camera, and we'll do some videos we can throw up and just rip the audio off of or something and do a show. Sounds like a plan. You know, see we got, we got a lot coming up. See if so. we can get media passes or something for the, the Motorsports Expo. Yeah, it should be too hard. So, we'll, we'll tackle that. We got a lot coming up. I know Andy Gerbaugh is going to yell at me, but Andy, I cannot divulge what our big surprise is until everything's confirmed. Oh, is he getting antsy? He denied me a 50 series international original literature because we did not divulge it. Wow. I'm crushed right it's now. It's serious. That, that would have gone perfect with my Super 70 series literature that you saw I have. So I'm a Super 70 IH 2 plus 2 freak. And mainly because they didn't make many of them. No. And they were came from the factory with chrome pipes. I mean, how can you go wrong? I mean, it's like a 1468. Yeah, you really don't want one. But God, they look pretty cool just because they're different. Yep. But, uh, okay, Andy, if you probably, if you bug me in private a little harder, I might tell you. But it will cost you one of them 50 series uh, literature books. <laughs> <laughs> Have I called you a tractor nerd lately? No, not in the past. Hell, wow. Okay, you're a tractor nerd. Thank you. <laughs> Every whore has its price, and his price is some dog-eared yellow paper. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, Nick, we haven't heard something yet in this show. We have not. I, I don't really know where to apply it, though. No, No one's done anything specifically to deserve it this week. He always deserves it. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. And with that... (laughs) Let's face it, at this point, it wouldn't be a show without it. I mean, it's like Wallace and Statler taking us out every week. We gotta have it. It it is almost required. (laughs) Almost. So anything new coming up for you, Meyer? Photo shoots, anything like that? I know I... Nothing particularly exciting. We got to get you out. He's busy looting more. houses in Gross Point. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy looting houses. You know, I got I got things to do, darn it. Charles, how's everything going with the future bride? I don't know if, I don't know, whatever. But uh, how's she liking the new job that we well, s- had to sit and listen right. to you mope through for five months? <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. Happy. So things are good. Is she up at the bridge right now? No, she got off 20 minutes ago. Could have said got out of work, but. (laughs) 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 Sorry. 
What kind of radio show is this? We grasp for straws, trying to figure something out. So, wait, I think I found the answer to that. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to the show anyways, so. Uh, we do have to mention uh, Bowling Radio Network. We got a hitch raffle going on. I know we're going to have... Uh, some commercial spots going out for Mr. Schroeder, a longtime fan of Sidetracked and a good buddy of mine and Charles's. Uh, I don't think you've met him yet, Nick, have you? I don't. I, I may have met him at a poll, but it was kind of an in-passing, oh, yeah, hey, this is him, kind of. Yeah, I, didn't really we didn't get make to... it to Smith's Crick this year, did you? No, I didn't. No, so, yeah, you didn't. Did he make it? I can't. Re- Anyways. I don't remember him being. He was there the first year I went uh, non-sanctioned, so. But uh, yeah, I, I think I may have met him that time, but again, it was a very quick in passing. Yeah. Um, didn't really get a chance to talk or make any impression one way or the other. Well, we'll have to make sure you meet the guy here soon. But uh, he stepped up and is helping pulling radio network out. We do have a hitch for raffle for uh, diesel trucks or gas trucks, whatever. But yeah. Reese receiver style hitch. Uh, two rings come to it with it. This regular ninety degree ring. And also the ghost ring, as he has termed it. Um, if you don't know what that is, I can't tell you right away. You're going to you know. have to look at the pictures. You're going to have to look at it up. Look it up. If we tell you, we'd have to kill you. Yep. But uh, patented. I do believe there's t-shirts in the mix, stickers. Hat. Hat. So uh, great package he's got set up. I do believe, and Andy's going to let me know if I'm wrong, I do believe it's like a $500 package. All told, that's about. that sounds about right. Yep. yep. And, well... I sold hitches for him, sell hitches for him. So that's, I do believe, what this $500 package is. So hell of a great deal because you get the two different hitches. And the ghost ring really depends on your local rules, whether or not you can utilize it. But it is... Put it on there. See if you can get away with it. It it depends on who you talk to, whether or not it's an advantage. Um, Mine's got a similar ring, and I think it helps. But that's my point. But, uh, yeah, check your local rules. They may change. Some restrictions may apply. But uh, I do believe tickets are for sale. You can go right to Pulling Radio Network. There's a link on there. Mm -hmm. Get a hold of Andy Schroeder at Pedal to Metal on Facebook. Um, That's, you know, I can't think of anything more on it, you know. But then again, I'm drawing a blank. It's... And I don't, I will have to check. I'm not sure when we're actually drawn for that. Uh, I do believe it's March 25th. It's right before Decap. Um, um, the drawing will be, I do believe, Harrisburg. Oh, a Keystone, Keystone National. Okay, a so, Keystone. All right. Yep. The hitch is making its way around right now. I know Eric Pruitt's been carting around. It will be uh, going to quite a few events with him. Yeah, it'll um, be at DeKalb. It'll go to Keystone. Yep. <laughs> yep. Bless uh, you. Thank I don't you. know about DeKalb yet. I think it's being shipped up to Keystone. So, oh, okay. For Ray to have it. So, but. Oh, it'll be at Murfreesboro. Yep, Murfreesboro. Um, so. Make sure you get a chance to check it out. Great hitch. Rated all the way up to 2.5 diesel trucks. So any class that runs a receiver-style hitch, you don't have to worry about it failing. So, With that, I think we're about done for the night. That's it for me. Meyer, nothing else? I'm good. How was Solitaire tonight? Uh, it was pretty good. You, you win? Yes. Oh, man. No wonder why you're smiling now. <laughs> He's been itching for this all week. And Dana's sitting down to play Solitaire. <laughs> Bravo! I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away! Hey, boo! Boo! Get out my trailer. 
I want you out. <laughs>